0: Welcome to the Life of Faith North podcast where you can access the latest sermon of the week and explore our archive of past messages. To access other resources or view live content, please visit us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Life of Faith North. We hope you will find this message encouraging and uplifting as you listen. So we have just been talking about faith but really the connection of our relationship with God. So here in Hebrews 11, 6, and, and for those that are visiting with us, and you can go back, we have all the previous messages online. You just look up Life of Faith North on YouTube. I do anybody watching by YouTube, or so you on the replay, or you can go on your uh, phone, and you can find the podcast app of your choice, and you just do the same thing, search Life of Faith North, We'll see us and catch up the where we're at. Yeah. I'm going some stuff. Really... <laughs> some I hate things I have to hold in my hands because I'm talking to with my sticks. you will forgive me just for a second. I don't have a need anything. Can you me? No, I All right, back to Hebrews chapter 11. So, as we're talking about coming to God or seeking relationship with God, remember the writer of Hebrews said, But those that would want to come to Him, what must they believe? Two things that He is, and what else? And that He is a rewarder. Right again. If you wish to come and know God, those are the two things you must believe he is. And it's bigger than just he exists. It's he is who he said that he is. And that he will reward you and I based on who he is. And again, I understand it does say he rewards those who diligently seek him. So there is an aspect of us diligently going after God. Listen to me. He rewards you because of who he is. The diligence is, I just want to know who you are. Does that make sense? If you have a good friend and you have a good relationship with someone here on this earth, because you love them, you want to know them more. You want to know them better so you diligently go after that relationship And as you go after that relationship, you find out an experience more of who that person has to give. Does that make sense? So that's how it works this way. It works horizontally between men because it works that way between the dogs. Does that make sense? I just want to make sure, because I know that if anybody else is like me in the church world, if you feel bad or it didn't happen, well, I must not have sought God Anybody ever said that before? I must not have gone after him diligently, <laughs> because he has to reward you. Yeah, I got to try harder. And it's not about you trying harder; it's about you knowing him better. So that as you know him better, you can have a positive expectation of what he's actually on. <laughs> Everybody, wait this morning. Everybody, doing good. Yeah. Hey, Amen. So, with that, go to First John chapter <laughs> four, and just back notes to kind of bring. Let's back up the three just a little bit, because the last couple of weeks we've been looking at then God is love, right? That is one of the things that he is. It says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us because, what's the next three words? God is love. And again, everybody play, play my game we're all start with me, and I'll start messaging. And we talk to him, he mm-hmm. A family church, we talk to each other. So God he is what? Love. He is love. Is love a feeling that God has? No, mm-hmm. no. Not only. Not, their love is a feeling. But it isn't just a feeling. Remember, we don't want to be like that song, I'm hooked on the feeling. Mm-hmm. Because too much of the world is on our fingers. But that's another message for another day. And you're trying to you on our fingers. But God is something more than a finger. He is love. And we looked at it, and we define that last week in 1 Corinthians 13, but this week we go to Romans chapter 5. Because in our day today, you have to define my terms. I can do it every day. Because things can have swirly meanings. Right? And even in English, you can say things like, I love pizza, right? I love fishing, right? I love Alabama football, and I love my wife. Right? I and mean, those are all very different things. <laughs> those things are not to be compared one to another as long as have, even though we're grateful that God has merciful and gracious to us and we won yesterday we yeah. okay. are you with me amen yeah. so this year's fall season is a great demonstration of grace and mercy amen. and that things, be yeah. that things are not based on what you deserve <laughs> So, anyway, that's all fun. and Don't write anything us. All is there. But listen, so what is us? So of God he is love. And again, we're going to seek him. We're going to go after him. We're going to know him as love. And he is going to reward us because he is love. So, isn't it important to you know what that looks like? Right, so here in Romans chapter 5, okay, we're going to start at verse 1. I'm going to read that. Paul says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. And you can, Anytime I read that, it's half a so, Because we have peace with God. Did you realize that God is at peace with me? Says, folks, you understand that? Some folks don't know that. Some folks still think God is quite upset when we're some folks still think God's mad. I love one one of our spiritual fathers says. He says, God's not even in a bad mood towards you. <laughs> if God has no bad feelings towards you. You know, God doesn't get irritated with you. God, you can't aggravate God. Amen. Come on now. You don't frustrate God. You don't cause God to go pray. Ah, <laughs> Do you know that God never says that about you or I? Amen. Do well, so you understand that God never says your name in heaven with exasperation opposite? I didn't know It's remarkable. Now again, <laughs> we may we may sometimes say that towards each other. Right? The biggest thing is, is I, I really say that sometimes to myself. I mean, I'll just be real transparent. I had a, had a double move I did yesterday. I'm not going to say it because it's still working itself out and good things, but I got scammed on Facebook yesterday. I sent a scammer $150. I right? didn't find out until this morning Oz. Right? And you can stand back and you can be frustrated with yourself. Right. But listen to you guys, it's like he never is. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Do you understand? The anchor of my soul is not me. The anchor of my feelings is not me. Amen. Because I can do some stupid with zero file. Does that make sense? This the anchor of my life is him and who he is. So that when, if I ever do stupidness here about it, or with whatever behind it, or with attitude behind it, or with whatever, and my emotions like yours can be tempted to go squirrely, I come back to him. And he anchors my soul. And, and I'm going to say this, and I mean, this is no way other than encouragement, right? If, if if we're ever experiencing this, then we have become unanchored from you. Yeah. Yeah. And I have anchored my love to myself. That's the only thing that means. I know that's not necessarily popular speech today because it doesn't sound compassionate. It doesn't sound understanding. It doesn't sound kind. But I know that's just true. Does that make sense? Aren't you glad there's something greater than you and I? There's someone greater than you and I that I can attach myself to and he holds me steady. He didn't come on. Maybe it helps somebody at this point. Does that make sense? Okay. So we have peace with God. That's what led us that, is. that is. You are at peace with God. Amen. Amen. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also you have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And here's what we wanted to get, verse 5. And now hope does not disappoint because, what? The love of God has been poured out into your heart by the Holy Spirit. Listen to me, I want to say something. Have we ever said or heard someone say, or our, our had said to us, Well i don't put your hopes of. Why? Yeah. Right? Amen. Don't put your hopes now. You need to keep your hopes, listen to me. That is dangerous, devilish thing. Because if hopes do not rise, how can faith produce what is hopeful <laughs> Amen. See, faith is the substance of what? Of what we hope for. It is the evidence of something I haven't seen yet. That means that not that I've never seen it, I just haven't seen it here physically, but my hope has seen it. So, see, you have to understand everything God is trying to do is get your hope so. Because your faith can only rise to the level of your hope, your faith can only produce what your hope can imagine. Never Never. that's why i believe personally it's one of the tactics of the devil to keep people defeated is with that woman don't get your hopes up so be realistic enough be real don't you hope up. So. don't get too high you need to be conservative yeah don't want to be disappointed right yes Uh, that's a little bit different in the sense of this way it's uh, you can't force your will on other people <laughs> right it, it, you know what I mean does that make sense you know so go with this way horizontally with people and I'm going to go to my friend's house and I want to play this game and I want to do this it's kind of like I'll tell a story so yesterday, courage, no injuries, but yesterday courage and I guess the courage and so as always when I go hunting, uh, if it, if it's alive, I want it to die. That's just mm-hmm. me. So I'm gonna have <laughs> <That's terrible. laughs> uh, so if it's ground, it's down, if it flies, it dies. <laughs> my theology and, and hunting, right? So we take a beer gun and I've been spending too many years of my life in a beer stand and have a squirrel all by and nothing to shoot it with. So I'm always carrying a little with them now, since the mouse that stands <laughs> it's a lot. Okay. Listen, like, son, just being honest, being transparent. All right? So we're invited to go hunting. And I knew what I always do. I got my deer rifle I got 22. And i I'm, I'm told courage. I've got courage up because so, it's his first time going out with daddy hunting. And, okay, I'm gonna shoot the deer, done if the deer comes out. But if anything else comes out, I get to shoot the twenty-two. That's your right. until the person who invited if you're all the yeah. other, does that makes sense I we don't this, but that's for a third time. So I had to look to courage and go, hey, listen, we're guests. This is not our dog and pony show. This is not our place. So we yield to the request of the ones who invited us. I'm sorry that's a disappointment. <laughs> does that make sense? But that's just being a good guest. Does that make sense? Answer that question. So, does that make sense? That's why that what would God? So makes sense. Yeah, it's not that way with God. And, and actually, in the Bible, that's why God. Have you ever noticed this about the Bible? The Bible is not very prescriptive; it's very descriptive. What I mean by that is this: is the Bible isn't like aspirin. Take two persons and call in one, and let's see if you feel better. The Bible is prescriptive. The Bible is constantly describing who God is and who we are because of who God is. And the whole purpose, again, you heard me say, the purpose of Scripture is to give us a picture of identity identifying Him and identifying ourselves so that I can frame my thinking to line up with His so that my hopes can rise to match his. So that makes it, again, uh, this, this is all right, this one. Have you ever heard this in church? Well, you know, Brad. God's thoughts are I mean, higher than your thoughts. God's ways are higher than our. Have you ever heard that before? Have you, ever, have you ever heard that before? And that's the true verse. That verse is in the Old Testament. Yes. Yeah. All right, so listen. And we sing songs about it, right? And, and, and normally when you hear that verse, we think what? <laughs> we, we, we think, we think, we'll snap. I guess I'll never get there. Again, you take, don't get your hopes. Oh, we think, i am never in a sack of hammers. Right, we think, because we're, we're told, and then have been told for generations, you just can't even, now listen to me. In the New Testament, we're we'll going to look at later today, that doesn't apply. In the Old Testament, you bet, without God, without the Holy Spirit and his abiding presence in my life, you bet, I ain't got a hope in a hot place mm-hmm. Right to live my thoughts up to match God's just brand. Yeah. But I'm not just me. Come on, you're not just you anymore. Yeah. Because you gotta remember you're something that never existed before the day you got born again. Because the moment you got born again, God made a prototype out of you because Darren Stewart with God had never existed before the day he got born again. But the moment he got born again, God moved in and took residence within that human being, and all of a sudden made a brand new type of being, God with me, the hope of war. God in an earthen vessel, the treasure of God. God actively intertwined with brand and who he is. So that changes the game. Just to say, oh. And we're gonna get through this just a bit because not we just jump ahead and we'll see. So listen to me. We're gonna look at it at some point. But Corinthians, Paul tells the Corinthian church, you have been given the mind of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and, Keep your further in so y'all at me like you don't believe. Or something. I don't know. go to go to I think it's first Corinthians chapter two or three. Check it out. First Corinthians, chapter number two. Yes, chapter two. First Corinthians, chapter two. Is yes, verse 16. but the very end. And it says, "For he who has, for who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him." And the answer to that is. Cool. Well that's a question. Paul said, who has known the mind of the Lord to instruct him? <laughs> Is that true? It's nobody But notice the butt of what my brother-in-law said. We gotta your butt in the right place. But we have the mind of Christ. Gee. So you see what Paul's saying? Anybody on their own? Without God, have they been able to counsel the Lord? No. Remember, that was the whole discussion between God and Job. When God says, Were you with me when I made this? Were you with me when I did this? Were you there that day? And Job had to go home and saw it. I wasn't there. And so. But here Paul said, Listen, but you have the lie. Of Christ. Now, again, if you were like me in the, in the church circles that I grew up in, uh, that was mostly only applied to if I lost my car keys, yeah. right? I could pray and go, oh, dear Jesus, I lost my car keys. I don't know where I put them, but thank you, Jesus, I have the mind of Christ. Or if you were in school as a young person, that was the last stage prayer you prayed when you realized you didn't study enough. Come on now. Lord, I know you know algebra better than I do. <laughs> And I know I didn't study like I should have because I stayed up watching that movie. But Lord, I thank you that I have the life of Christ. So you're going supernatural to supernaturally, Lord, help me download it and then you found out that God's not a cheater. And so, uh, <laughs> He's not going to help you cheat on that test, right? So, come on now. But, guys, listen, you have. you have now, because of Christ, you have the capacity to think like. should get some of us excited. You have because God dwells in you, you have now the ability to think the thoughts of God. Yeah. This, this, this is important. And I'll go ahead and as Andre always judged, I'll go ahead and lead with the law. I were talking about this yesterday, help inspired women. We're here, and is this? because listen to me. The challenge with a lot of us is, is we are not very generous in our thinking. Come on. I mean, we talk about generosity in the church, right? And we should be, and normally that's only connected to what money. It's only normally connected to all things. Be generous now, come on, be generous. We give big, and that's what we should. I'm not saying don't give big. You be all the time, but an area of generosity that I don't know if I've ever had ever talked about is but also be generous in your thinking. Be generous in your thoughts about God. You know, some people they have stingy thoughts about God. Right well, as well. Either he can't do that. Because somebody told us that and was passed away. Oh well. Yeah. Or oh, we think he, he won't do that for me because of whatever made up reason. Hello. Oh, Romans chapter 8. This alright. You might do it, y'all keep praying. Maybe then the gospel called my football and you know it's good for me. Yeah. No, the message even works It's not it. a reprint. Well, Romans chapter 8, look at this. <laughs> and if everybody ever wanted, these are my life verses, these two verses up. But it says this is verse 31. What shall we then say to these things if God's for us, who can be against us? Yeah. Amen. And I just did that to myself this morning. Can it be the scammer on Facebook? Can they be against me? No. Is that kind of you learn <laughs> <laughs> he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not also with this same son freely give us what What things what things all oh. now he does that this really girl <laughs> it's not really going to matter all things Yeah, the church. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we may not have a million dollars cash, but I'll you give you a million dollars. Amen. Mm-hmm. Come on, listen to me. Does that make sense? Listen, we do not, we no longer need to have stingy thoughts about God. Why? Because... And I, and I wish I had cash. But I wouldn't plan on to go this first day. I don't know I'm going to put this on. But I'll tell you the story. Maybe one day we'll do this again and I'll be great. But whenever I've taught this in the past, my favorite thing to teach about these things is I'll pull out my wallet. And I'll always have a $1 bill and a $100 bill in my wallet. And i it letting those and <laughs> So, see, you're I don't know Right, but I would hand my wallet to somebody like Kirk, and I would say, I want you to reach in my wallet and take out the biggest bill I got. They would go in there all nervously, and I've done this in multiple countries. they get all nervous, looking to say it's a $100 bill. And I like, mm-hmm. said, well, a description. And they pull it out, and they hold it out here in the little nervous spot, and say, Give my wallet back. And then I'll say something, like you can put that $100 bill in your pocket, and they'll normally sit there and go, That's an and I've got to talk them into putting the money in their pocket because they think it's just an illustration. And then I'm gonna ask for the money. <laughs> and then once, once people realize it's not an illustration only, then all of a sudden the volunteer ratio goes way up. Which guys listen to me. if we only actually treated God on it, amen. Yeah, yeah. Volunteer, sure I show for a dollar bill. Yeah. Anyway, but that's all the message for the moment. But then I'll do that. I'll talk about it, and then I'll come back to that person. Pull my wallet back out and say, "I heard. I want you to look in there, and what else is in that wall? I'll open it up, and they'll go one dollar bill. And then I'll say something like this: "Do you believe I would give you the one dollar bill?" And you know, most of the time, it mean, Kurt It's quicker to say yes. But most of the time, like nine times out of 10, I will hand them back for a while. You can say, Do you believe I'll give you the $1 bill? And they'll say, I don't know. No, I don't know. I wasn't going to do that. And I'm like, Then I have fun. And then I don't know. then I'll have fun. I say, really? 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 You don't think I'm going to give you the $1 I just gave you. A hundred dollars. What makes you think I'm going to say no to the one dollar? And then I got to spend a couple of minutes convincing them that I'll actually want to give them the one dollar. Guys, listen, we do that all the time. How shall he who did not spare his son? but offer him freely for us all. How shall not he with the same son freely give us all things? Do you know what many times people think? Is that my sickness is greater than God's love. Yeah. Because he'll give me his love all day long, but he won't give me the one dollar. I that. Absolutely. That's a very well said, term. It's easier. I got this going for the recording. So many times it can't seem to be easier to believe the negative of the world than the positive of God. But it's because it Let ourselves be stingy in our thinking towards God. We are not generous in our thoughts toward him. Remember, we, we looked at it all last week. I'm going to read it again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the great love chapter, i right? We read it through last week and took time to stop at each point, right? But I want us to jump down, I think it's around the 10th verse or so in there, and you know, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, but it says this, love our God, he is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Amen. So what does God believe about him? The best. So what does God think about him? The best. Amen. He's God. So is God, because he is love, is he thinking stingily towards you and I? No. No way. Again, and for time's sake, just to look at it here, you know, we all famously know Jeremiah chapter 29. Where am I going? With? Verse 11. I mean, I love it. Courtney knows. Right? We're, we're, we're going to verse 11. Why don't we go to verse 11 once? Remember? <laughs> Remember? It says, I know the plans. One, one word for that in one translation says, I know the thoughts. I know, it says, the imaginations. Yeah. And even the word plans is more like, the the imagination that turns into action towards you. Like a one print. I sat down and I imagined I was gonna make something, build something, something, whatever, and I imagined it, and then that imagination always turns into action. Does that make sense? And God says, I know the thoughts the imaginations I have for you and their thoughts of hope, their thoughts of peace, their thoughts of not equal. So I want somebody you to help all out. This is just one of the pastors here with on the screen. Hope you do. See, we're getting cheap <laughs> notes. I'm not fishing out of your I'm not out your vampires, I'm not fishing out out of your the, the, are you speaking? Do y'all believe? Oh, this is, I know, the same saying, poor Jesus, they thoughts of, thoughts, not of, no. they're thoughts about, Yeah. and they're filled with, no. no. Listen, do you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. That that, that, that that is actively, right now, today, What God is thinking about me that that makes up the content of his thoughts for you. Yeah. That's a window into the mind of God. Yeah, wow. That's not just something nice that looks pretty to hang on a wall. It's not just a catchy church thing. Now here's the thing: if you only want to blow your mind is to read the whole chapter and to realize that that's Israel in the middle of being choked away into slavery. That's that's in the middle of Israel experiencing the just discipline for their disobedience of paganism. That's that's in the middle of them living out the consequences of their stupid with zeros behind it. And they're gonna get and they were not going. They would tow it off into slavery. And God says, Well remember, in the middle of your stupid, I just I have a plan. You, I, I know we're trying, here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but well, I, I mean, this guy, and i think in the I'm not on anybody. But one day, one day, you will catch a glimmer of the hope of yourself. That's right. That's right. You need to develop That's exactly. But that never stops. Yeah. Remember, is he? Jesus is God is the same. Amen. So he never stops thinking. Come on. So, sir. And I have that mind. Wow. That's the mind I have. I think like him. So that's what gives me hope in the middle of my student. Because even if I get the wool pulled over my eyes, that rules everything. Yeah. Yeah. Even if someone fails me, rejects me, abandons me, Turns their back on me—that trumps it all. Amen. Be with me? Finally, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's do it. Generosity of thought toward God. Generosity of thought toward yourself. And yeah. generosity of thought toward others. Yeah. Come oh, on. Why? Because love is ever written to believe the best of every person, including mm-hmm. you yourself. It must actually, it must actually start with yourself before you can love your neighbor as and yourself. yourself. Yeah. In your thought doctrine. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I I, I want to inspire us, right, to have generous thoughts from here on out. Yeah. To have a determination, a commitment within ourselves. I will be generous in my thinking. I will believe the best of God. I will believe the best of myself. I will believe the best of others. Why? Because only from there will not only we experience the peace and all the great future and hope, but also from that place will flow humans. Will flow right manifestations of the power of God. Because yeah. again, we haven't gotten to this point yet. We're we'll probably going get to somewhere in the new year. Uh, First Corinthians chapter 13 is smack-cadab right in the middle of chapter 12 which opens up the conversation about the gifts of the Spirit. And then it follows right behind with chapter 14 and how that is to be demonstrated within the operation of a corporate life. I call it the meat of the sandwich of the spiritual gifts. If you look at 12, 13, and 14 like a sandwich, chapter 12 is a slice of bread, chapter 14 is a slice of bread, but if you're like me, see I grew up at times and we had mayonnaise sandwiches not because we wanted them but because we didn't have nothing to put with them <laughs> <laughs> you can have a mayonnaise sandwich or nothing so, so we went right. we opted for mayonnaise because it was better than eating air yes yeah. <laughs> That's right, better than my dad used to say we had shadow green. You know what shadow green is? It's when you tie a pork chop on the ceiling and you swing it across the table. Yeah. And the shadow of the pork chop comes by you and you sop it right? up <laughs> with yeah. a mist. Well, past those days, ain't there? Great stuff. Well, that's them. Well, let's do, guys. does that make Yeah. See, this here... will give us the ability, the habit of being generous in our thought, paints the picture for what we'll seek for others. Because you'll be able to look at the person and look past and go, I can see something else. I can see future and hope. Yeah. Hey, Amen. It Does that make sense? Man, you know I've lost all my notes. That's so from Acts actually wrote notes. And they are like right notes. I lost them. Man. So we just forget about it. Does that make sense? Go. Psalm 139. Man, if that one is good. So how many of you that, see that's that's the content of God's thoughts. Right, how many of you are, are now very much you're liking the contents of God's thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Well well, what about the quantity of gospels So so if, if this is the content, what does the Bible tell us about the quantity? Psalm 139. Amen. And here's my notice of what I... Anyway. This says this Psalms I'm gonna read from two translations, amplified classic, and then the passion follow along. And it says in the Amplified, it says in verse 17, Psalm 139, 17, it says, how precious and weighty also are your thoughts to me. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. So what is the content of his thoughts? No, but the content. What's in the content? We yes. forget that content. What's in the content? The hope, future, peace, no evil. The, and so, what's the quantity? More than the sand. One translation says, "More than the sand on every coastline." Amen. Come on, y'all. Amen. I love what, what the passion says in this way every single moment you are thinking. <laughs> How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. Oh, come on, God. So it sounds like there is high quality in the content of his thoughts, and there is no measuring the quantity of his thoughts about you. Come on, how's God thinking about you? You. How much is he thinking about you? Did you know God is not up in heaven worried at all about the state or condition politically of any nation on the planet? Well, he knows the end and that's one piece of it, but his thoughts aren't even consumed with the end. His thoughts are consumed with you. Have you ever thought about that? Because many times we, we can think God's too busy for me. He's running the whole universe. Did you know God's not concerned about running the universe? He's not up there wondering how it's going to happen. What are we going to do now, Jesus? (laughs) Right? He's up in heaven, and because of Jesus, he is just totally and utterly in his thinking. Sunday mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's why we're never a bottom for God. Yeah. I mean, don't really I, I was just saying to said that. hell, you, know, you have ever you ever had this happen for your body? You know, somebody comes to your Bible. You begin thinking about somebody together. Let's just go ahead and go real separate church scripture. Do that. You're not praying at oh, all. You were praying. Right, and somebody popped up in your little brain and you were there, and then all of a sudden you bump into it. Right? How do you react when that happens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we don't say all good things because our assumption is, is they're going to think it's bad. Not, not, not. So, to me. so what do you think God's like if that's the you just to take a note from Jesus if me being evil that's my response how much more does your father in heaven when you show up in prayer he goes hey. I was just thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but you open, oh, does that make sense? You go and you're you're tired and you're disgruntled and you're whatever in, in the days and you go, well I guess I better go try. <laughs> right? I guess I should read my Bible. Because i tried every I went to YouTube and that couldn't help. Come on. But then you open your Bible and God goes, "Hey, I was just..." <clears> throat> throat> and by the way, this is what I this thing. Mm, come on, now see, <laughs> see that's. And we'll close the link with this. Galatians chapter five, verse six. Let's just go in. We're well, I mean, go going to have a long bunch of offers for that stuff. It's Galatians chapter 5. I'm so very for you to <laughs> 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 <That's fun. laughs> go Galatians chapter 5. And it, there's so much in there that says, Well, we've got to start in verse 1. Let's read down the verses. Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. And did you know you're further? Come on. And don't be entangled again when you get under bondage. I be say all you that if you become circumcised, Christ will with you nothing. Now you're talking about getting back into works, back into doing things to make yourself righteous. So anytime you see in Galatians, to the topic of circumcision, he's not specifically talking about the physical act. He's talking about the heart of I need to do this to guarantee that God will bless me. In chapter 5, verse 1, 2, somewhere in there. Does that make sense? So we can substitute circumcision for all kinds of stuff. Church attendance, Bible reading, tithing. again, should we do all those things? Everybody should shake their head up and down. Yes, we should. But if I'm reading my Bible because it's going to guarantee that God will bless me more than I have not thought highly. Come on. Yeah. I have not thought generously of this yeah. gift. Come on. Amen. And I testify again to every man that becomes circumcised that he is a better to keep the law. So again, remember, whatever you make as a law for your life, you're in that to do for the rest of your life. Right, you have become estranged from estranged from Christ, and you attempt to be de- justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. Remember, falling from grace isn't falling out of salvation, falling from grace is to fall back into a one. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Falling from grace means I've gone back into something because I said. I need this to guarantee that God will love me, God will be good to me, God will bless me, yeah. God will do, and anytime I do that, I'll fall through this. Yeah. Yeah, falling fall away from the revelation of the what anyway, this is what I did not the midst of it. Amen. For we through the spirit in verse 5, for we through the spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Verse 6, for in Christ Jesus, there's neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. Amen. we can say it like this. There, there's certain the sins and uncertain Baptist or Pentecostal. Polymer. Amen. Yeah. Jew, Gentile, slave, free, black, white, Alabama, Mark, over. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. None yeah. of that stuff avails. Everything avails anything. But notice the last five words. But faith, working, fruit, love. Now, again, that's not faith working through your ability to love other people. It's faith working through his love for you. Mm. See, when when we are generous in our thinking, we give faith power to operate. Come on. When we are generous in our thinking towards God, when we are generous, we understand all that we've talked about this morning. Then that love he has for you puts batteries in your face. As you realize, it was God's love for Jesus that rose Lazarus from the dead. Wow, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Jesus' great faith. If you remember the story, it's time to land the plane here. He stands up. He rolls the stone away. Jesus prays and he says this, Lord, I'm not actually praying for my benefit of the because I know what you're doing. Right now, I'm praying for the benefit of those that are listening because they don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You understand that Jesus wasn't praying Himself up to raise a man from the dead. Jesus stepped up and He knew His Father and He knew His Father's love for Him and He knew His Father's love for Lazarus. And so He just knew He's up, get out. Come on. Because Jesus was generous in His thinking towards His Father. And he allowed the generosity of thinking to affect his life and to affect the way he saw it. Mm-hmm. So I love you so much. Let's just take a minute as we close today. <laughs> now, I want you us just stop. And just right where you are. I want you to do two things. I want you to make it good, really? if you're willing, and say, Lord, I've never been able to those others. <laughs> I will be more generous towards you. I'll be more generous towards myself. I will be generous towards us. And now it's supposed to take a minute and just I might say, it, enjoy and revel in the truth of how he thinks about you today. That these are the thoughts he has for you. They are thoughts of a truth and you never comes. They are thoughts of a broad and truth. I want you to think about this this By The Spirit of God said, They are thoughts of pleasure. That God, that this is the kingdom of mind, and this is for somebody this morning. Listen. The I'm um, looking at this week the the definition of the garden for literal the protected place of God's and So God began with mankind by giving them a place of both pleasure and provision. So His thoughts for you are for more pleasure, not just for me. Oh, think about that, you? Have you ever thought that God wants to be generous in his thinking and generous in his action for you and fill your life with the pleasure of your That's the truth. I mean, that's it. So I now can just do this. If this is any way you can speak to you, just want to just raise your hand and say, Lord, I receive. Lord, I don't want to nod I don't reject them. I no longer say they're not true. That can't be possible. Lord, I repent for not letting my hopes be gone. Father, I ask you, because you've given me your mind. In this week, what I will think is you think. My thoughts will rise to your thoughts. And uh, let those thoughts may my way to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our Life of Faith North podcast. If you would like to partner with us by giving, please visit our Cash App page. This can be found at cash.app forward slash dollar sign L-O-F North. We hope this message was encouraging to you today. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.